Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome y'all to Greatness in Garages. How are you guys doing? I am your homegirl, your sister, your friend, and your host today and every Wednesday at noon for Greatness in Garages. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, just a quick bit before our special guest, Kid from Kid and Play gets on. I am so excited. Um, well, I'll tell you about our history in a minute, but let me just tell you what Greatness in Garages is all about. Um, when the COVID quarantine started about three, four weeks ago now, I was stuck, there he is. I was stuck and I was just in this place of not finding my creativity, not knowing you know, where to tap into. I mean, of course we tap into God, but I was just shut down and couldn't hear anything. And I'm out here transitioning back to my hometown and state of Los Angeles, California. And I'm at my uh, sister and brother's house and I was in the dining room and I decided to come out to their garage just to shift you know, the atmosphere. Um, Tony Robbins teaches that when you're in a stuck place, you have to sometimes physically move yourself into a different place just so that you can open up your ear gates, open up your creative genius, just to hear from God in a different space. So that's what I did. And I was sitting out here and I was just sitting and I was looking at the wall and I just saw all of these gold and platinum albums. I'm like, wow, you know, my family has worked so hard to get to where they are. There's so much greatness in this one room. And then I started thinking and I Googled, you know, what, what, how much greatness has actually started in garages? And I found out that Hewlett Packard and Dell and Amazon and, and Disney filmed their first film in a small little shack garage. And I was like, there's so much greatness in garages. And then you know what happened. The Lord started pouring into me, ding, 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 greatness in garages. And I wanted to be able to do something where we can all get together once a week, every Wednesday, and really just allow our iron to sharpen each other's iron. You know, I've had amazing guests on the last couple of weeks. My sister, who has her master's in education, dropped so many nuggets on us just about what to do with our children while we're at home and what to do with ourselves because our kids need to be occupied, but so do we. Um, then I had my best friend, Joan, come on. She's vice president of the oldest African-American bank in the country, Citizens Bank. And she came on and taught us the do's and don'ts of building wealth. And then I had Soul Abode come on and they were on last Friday and they, and Angela's here, they dropped some, what I call gangster nuggets on us with the soul wheel and just how to keep our mind, body and spirit all aligned while we're going through this new normal and this transition space. You know, I, uh, my streams are based off of who I connect with in person as a real estate broker, as a TV personality, as a creator, as a visionary. And so having to be quarantined, it's like, uh oh, what do we do now? And as a realtor, you know, I've been a realtor for 17 years, but what do I do when I can't or don't want to go and show houses? And the answer is, I don't know everything, but I do know that I have a circle and a tribe of people who have the answers when I don't have the answers. And one of those people um, are going to join us today. Uh, Kid, Christopher Kid Reed has been a longtime friend of mine. I've known him for decades, probably. Um, I'm very close to play as well, this goes back to LA base, you know, our LA base and just knowing so many people out here, but knowing good people, you know, you can know a lot of people, but when you know good people, that's what counts. And that's what I invite into the garage every week, good people. Now y'all put on my fancy earrings for you today. I wore fancy earrings on my birthday too. And I'm wearing a fancy earring every time you see me because I just feel a little bit about my, better about myself with my fancy earrings and my pink lipstick. I'm sounding real Nashville right now. <laughs> so welcome, welcome, welcome to Greatness in Garages. I see that our special guest today, Kid, has jumped on. Where'd you go, kitty, kitty, kitty? I just saw him. Well, you know, I could keep talking till we see him again. 
I see everybody piling on in here this morning. Also, and I'll talk about this a little bit at the end as well. Um, yes, that's right, Angela. See, that's soul about for you. When you look good, you feel good. And actually, my best friend and I, we say that a lot as well because it's true. You know, and sometimes it just takes that fancy earring and that little bit of lipstick changing your atmosphere just to allow that creative genius to flow. So that is so true. Thank you, Angela, for that tidbit. I just saw Kid. Maybe he'll jump back on in a minute. So we're going to chat with Kid today. I'm going to do it a little bit differently. Usually when I host these master classes, I invite um, whomever my guest is to come on and I just turn it over to them. They take over for 30, 45 minutes and just drop jewels. Today we're going to do a more interview style. And I'm really excited about that because there's things that I don't know about Kid that I want to know. He has been in this business for over 30 years and he's still standing and he's still relevant. I just went to see one of their shows last year. It was, I saw a show in Nashville at Bridgestone. It was packed to the rim, packed to the rim. So we can definitely learn from somebody who's been doing what they love for as long as they've been doing it and they're still successful. So even if you're not a rapper or you're not in the music industry or you're not in the entertainment business, we can always pull from somebody who has proven their greatness from their trials, from their victories. And if we can't, then that means you're not learning. And if you're not learning, you're not growing. So there he is. There's my homie, Team Beige. I'm gonna unmute him. What's up, Team Beige? What's up? I'm, 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 I'm gonna assume that you're talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, who else would be Team Beige on here besides you and I? I don't know. I see, right, right, I don't see nobody else moving, but I see, you know. <laughs> who's that, Angela? She look a little beige. She could be a little bit. <laughs> She does look a little here. We got a, new, we got a new show. We got a new show called Beige-ish. <laughs> they got blackish, they got mixedish, we got beige-ish. We have beige-ish. <laughs> we say we share those biracial roots, but I have a nice Yeah, they mix us, they mix us with everything, boy. We like grits. We just, they just <laughs> get us with everything. Just make it better. <laughs> That's right. Chris always makes it better. Well, thank you, first of all, Chris, for getting on here. I really appreciate you and all that you've done. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a little, 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 little before the time I usually get up. As, and as I was I'm just sure. about to say, sure I, know it's, you know. I know, I know it's 10 a.m. I know, I know, I know. So that's why I'm even more grateful that you decided to join us on Greatness in Garages today. You know, you're the bomb. What can I say? I appreciate you. And I wanted we'll you to hear. see about that. <laughs> you are, Listen, anybody could still stay relevant for as long as you have and still look as good as you do. It means something. Somebody better tell my girlfriend. <laughs> I knew you had some church in you, Chris. I knew it. <laughs> oh, well, look, look, well, look who my partner is. You can't, listen, you can't help that. <laughs> listen, you know, play will play is gonna bring the scripture, the Holy Ghost, he's gonna oh, bring the church, he's gonna bring the mic and everything hey, else. You know what? He not... is a church. He is a church. Play is a church, you know. <laughs> he is a church. <laughs> That's okay. very true. You know, he you know what he tried a few years ago, he tried to change the name of the group to Kid and Pray. <laughs> and what did you say to that? I was like, man, he tried to change the words to the song. Whoa, hallelujah. <laughs> like, what you said? <laughs> For some of you who may not know, Chris has had a stint in comedy. He's actually very, very funny, clearly. At 10 a.m. even, he's funny, and his whole situation's not even together yet, but here he I is. I don't, you know what? I'll be honest with you, Paige. I don't know what time it is, okay? <laughs> I don't know anybody else <laughs> so it don't, you know? Well, it's, I don't know. it's, it's, it's 9 p.m. somewhere. You 
Well, I'm glad you made it here. You must have set several alarms to get here. So thank you. We're going to roll through a couple of questions. You know, I mean, during this time in COVID, it's really important for me that um, people know there's still hope, you know, and people know that what was starting off as the best year of our lives, everybody, 2020 perfect vision, you know, I'm sure you were booking all types of gigs and shows. You guys have been selling out for the last few years around this world. It's been crazy to see, and I've been to several of the shows, how many people come and, you know, how relevant you still are in a 30 plus year career. It's, it's amazing to me. Um, as, as it is to, uh, to myself and to play uh, and, and a blessing at the same time, something that you can't quite really sometimes wrap your head around and understand but it's certainly something that that um that you appreciate uh but by the same token it's certainly something that uh as many other things has been affected by by what's going on you know it's um you know like uh i was watching um little boozy the other day but believe it or not like you know what i mean like little boozy probably is far away from kid and plays you could possibly get but <laughs> I, you know, I watch some of his interviews these days and he's just real, like, just to the point and matter of fact, and he's speaking to a lot of the issues that particularly entertainers are facing today. And well, he's like, the back end gone. <laughs> the back end <laughs> is gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, all the shows and, and you know, affairs that, that were, um, you know, ahead of us in, the, in, you know, this year and beyond, you mm -hmm. know, have been, you know, put on hold. So... And then that's when you get this, the back end, the back end, the back end gone. The back end gone. So what do you do as an artist who, and not just you specifically, but as an artist in general, like what would you tell other artists and other people? There's a lot of entrepreneurs who get on greatness in garages like myself. What do you do when you don't know what to do to keep yourself relevant, to keep your platform out front so that when this lifts, you can still continue your- To, to, make, well, to keep making money, to keep, right. to, to keep the lights on, you know, exactly. type, type stuff. Um, well, what what I've said, and and what I've you know a lot of our our my entertainment peers, you know, we've been speaking with each other. One of the things that we have to remember, and I'm and I'm sure you would you would agree with this page is sometimes man we get so far down the road that we forget who we are and what we're made of. Mm. Like you know, a lot of us, the people that have been in this game 20, 25, 30 years, like you know, we we did this. We made it when we were nobody. We made it when nobody knew who we were. We made it when we didn't have any money, not a whole lot of options, just a lot of drive and determination. So that spirit is still inside of us. I think that's something that we have to kind of reach back and, and do today in terms of kind of reinventing yourself or repositioning yourself or finding a new lane. I mean, you know, everybody talks about you know, uh, my hair back in the days, like, oh man, it's, yeah, it's so iconic, ghosts and that. But when I first started doing it, you know, everybody wasn't doing it. And, and you know, right. I mean, literally people used to laugh at me in the streets, but that was something that I had to kind of get past. And I was like, you know what? I don't really care if they laughing at me. I don't care if they like me, like how I look or don't like how I look. They just know there's nobody else you know that looks like me. That's and right. we played that and parlayed that. And, you know, you know, we were fearless. A lot of it had to do with uh, the fact that we were young. And I think sometimes you almost have to kind of, you know, clone a piece of your old self in these times. Mm. And, and look, we've, I'm, we've done it. Play and I have done it 
a different way, you know, play has transitioned into, uh, you know, the spiritual and the documentarian world and the educator world. You know, I've done everything. I've done everything from stand up to, um, to voiceover to, you know, all kinds of acting and producing other groups and stuff like that. And those are the, uh, I think those are the traits and the instincts we have to rely on now. Um, it's, it's and because once this thing lifts, if it lifts, the landscape is not going to be the same. You know, it's, it's going to be different moving forward. So I, I think um, this is the challenge. And, and, uh, and I, think, I think, you know, people that made it already, people that were strong in the first place when nobody was backing them, you have that in you. You know, right. we all have it in us, but it's, it's just up to us to, you know, you know, to find it, you know. That's Hallelujah! I might join the church. Play might get me joined the church. Times is hard. Maybe I need to go to the church. <laughs> I am that. sorry, Lord. <laughs> you gonna bring the Mona Lisa painting behind you? <laughs> I've changed the name to Kid and Pray. <laughs> we gonna we gonna change we gonna we gonna change we ain't gonna make house party. We gonna make church party. What's going on? <laughs> But listen, listen, kid, listen. So House Party, I'm glad you brought that up because I was about to. So it, we just celebrated 30 years of House Party. I don't know if you remember this, you probably don't, but I was, an, <laughs> I was an extra in House Party 1. I had on a red, I don't even think I made the cut, but I had on a red and white polka dot dress. <laughs> That's when I first met Play. And we, you know, we, I remember everybody. that. We, we, I remember that. We cut you specifically. Okay, so, we're like, hey. no. The one with the red, no, she got it, no. <laughs> and now you feel bad, because now here we are. I'm booking Holly. I'm booking myself. But <laughs> for 30 years, so did you ever think in, you know, or I want to, let me ask you this question. When did you realize that what you had with House Party was was legendary? And children right now are watching it during COVID. It plays every Saturday, every Sunday, every rainy day. Thank, you know what? Thank goodness. You know what I'm saying? That's, the, that's some income coming in. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Keep that going. But you know what? Um, uh, never, never in our wildest dreams, you know, did we ever think that, that it would have this uh, lasting, you know, kind of effect and, uh, and, um, and you know, just presence uh, in today's society with these young people. But, but I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, and this was this was happened early, and and it just gave us a hint that hey man, like you know we were just like ah we just did this movie whatever we can ready to go back out on tour that's kind of what we were interested in and blah blah blah, um, but we went to an early screening of House Party uh, in Newark, Newark, New Jersey, and they had they were screening in front of these high school kids, uh, and they hid us up in the balcony. All the kids were down on, on the on the ground floor. We were up in the balcony, so they didn't know we were there. And we were watching them watch the film. And one of the first screenings, and you know, Newark, Brick City, you know, this is real, as real as it gets. And the kids are out there, and these kids, they are having a blast. They're watching the movie, they're laughing, they're getting up, running up and down the aisle. And then there's one particular scene <clears throat> I'll never forget. There's a scene where, you know, I've been getting chased all night and I'm running through the streets and I'm trying to get to the party. And finally, I see. I come out to where I see uh, uh, Martin and Play driving in the car, and they're driving, and they see me, and they just yeah, they just drive right by me. You know what I mean? And Martin even says it, "Yo, man, wasn't that yo, wasn't that kid?" You know, and Play's like, "Man, don't worry, man, man, don't worry about him, man. We get him late." 
So I'll never forget, that was the scene. I'm running out, man, I've been running from the cops, and everybody has me, and I'm like, I'm, not, I'm like, yo, yo, yo. And they won't pick me up. They didn't pick me up, and there was a, there was a young man who jumped up in the audience down below, and he said, play, you ain't shit. <laughs> And we were like, but, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but that, he, he meant that. Like, yeah, in that moment, you know, he, he did me wrong. But, you know what I mean? So we looked at each other like, yo, these, these kids is feeling this. Like, hey, that's real. Yeah, it was real. And, and it was an early sign that it, this movie was going to speak to people's um, feelings about hanging out, mm -hmm. uh, friendship. Right. Um, you know, partying, you know, responsible, taking care of how all these different things that, that right. Reggie Hudlin, the writer, director, was so brilliant at. You know, he didn't bop people over the heads with the message. You know, he just carefully wove it in. Right. And, and so, and then, you know, timing is everything, Paige. And, you know, we were coming out at a time when hip hop was, was blowing up and, and, you know, the crossover vibe was there and, and, what vehicles were we going to be able to use to cross over uh, and cross over without looking like we're crossing over? You know what right. I mean? Right. All those different things come into play. But when you're young, like we were, um, you know, you're just doing it. And, and now I think sometimes I think that's the problem we have as, as older creative people. We analyze things too much. You know, our, our good, our good, um, our good, uh, our good friend Shivani always tells me that, like, you know, you got to go back to those instincts that got us there in the first place. These are the ones that, that we relied on when we were roaches, when we were nobody. Yeah. So, and I think that's the same kind of vibe we have to have now. But to your point, a, a, you know, a long-winded answer to your question, um, you know, 30 years, uh, it's crazy. <laughs> and I'm only 42, which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just turned 36. So, you know, I'm not too far behind you. You've been 36 um, for a long time, Paige. All right. I have, and I've always been. That page has turned. Okay. <laughs> Shut up, Chris. Okay, listen, when did you realize that this music industry, and I'm glad Shivani's on here. You guys, Shivani Parker is one of just a renowned producer. He's bomb. He's been my friend for several decades as well. He's known me since I was a little tyke. But um, when did you realize that the industry was a business and how did you pivot into a businessman and entrepreneur? Because you can't remain an artist, especially nowadays. You know, you can't remain an artist because then you are going to be hungry. Well, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I've always been, um, I've always been better at the show side than the business side. So what so excuse me, what I've tried to do over the years, and especially in, in recent years with, with different ventures that, um, that I've been a part of is, I try to, cause you can't, you know, I'm not one of those guys like I could do everything myself, mm -hmm. you know, and, I, and I, don't, I don't feel comfortable doing that. I don't think that's always putting my best foot forward. What I've always tried to do is combine with um, people of like minds, but of different talents. You know, somebody, you know, uh, has, has a, a, a better business sense or is more well-versed on some things that I'm not, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I, I've tried to, to combine with them. So that way we can all be at our best. You know, they, they don't write songs and they don't act and they don't write jokes, but they're great at what they do. And right. that's how you put the show and the business together. Now, that also comes with its own, um, you know, 
you know, potholes, you know, uh, uh, sometimes in terms of the people that you choose to do business mm -hmm. with or the people that you choose to link yourself and your brand with. That's something that we always have to be careful. And, you know, uh, you know, I'd, I'd be lying if I said I hadn't made a, a mistake or two like that down the line. Right. Um, but I think that's, you know, I always like putting, you know, if I felt like I could do everything at a very high level, then I would. Um, but I'm, I'm much, I much prefer putting together a team and a team that's good at, at the individual uh, aspects of, of the business and the things that we have to do. And, and so that when the success comes, you know, we all enjoy it. You know, it's, you know, it's always nice when, when, when the crew does well, so that everybody can get some, you know, in, in business situations, you know, I would try to not just, not just pay people sometimes, but like cut them in. Uh, you know, you know, give them give them a piece of the back end, so they feel like they're they're really invested in it, and and that's how you get people's best. I, I want your best because right. you're gonna get my best, right? And I want your best, and so I need allowing to start, them to be looking into the camera. <laughs> <laughs> so allowing them to be part of the company, I totally sure. agree with that. Building a company is gonna build you a better foundation anyway, and they they are more invested and more vested in you as a businessman and they understand you as a businessman and not just as an artist. So with that, which is great advice, what other advice would you give a new artist who is breaking in or even already in the business who really, just to avoid the pitfalls that I know you've gone through? Well, you know, the, the, there's some simple ones that, that may sound cliche. The, the thing about the, the industry today, for just, just to say, like, if you're, you know, if you're a, a, a you know, musical artist coming up, a rapper or a singer of some sort, um, the, the, the gift and the curse of what's going on today is, you know, you can, you can do it all yourself. You can, hmm. you know, you can do it all yourself. I think when we came up in the industry, the mindset was and what they kind of, brainwash you or indoctrinated you into was you couldn't do it without the label you know you need mm. the label the label's gonna promote right. you the label's gonna think you need the movie company they're gonna you know what i'm saying and and years and years that, that's just kind of how you um your mind starts to work you feel like yeah man I, there's no way i can do it by myself you know i mean and basically what it what it amounts to is like yo you need you know what i'm saying you need the white guy you need the white man mm. to help you you know what i'm saying you need the you need you need the establishment to help you uh, kind of deal. Um, but these days you don't, you know, these, these kids are building uh, their, their followings, uh, uh, you know, on their own hustling, right. um, you know, kind of cyber virtual out the trunk, you know, back in the days, you know, the Luther Campbell's and the, the masterpiece and all those guys and the easy, easy, even they were literally selling records out the trunk, out the trunk. But there is out the trunk today, just kind of a virtual out the trunk, just in terms of if you're a hustling young artist, there's no middleman anymore. So that's not an excuse. You can right. get right to your fans. If you can you find that way and that conduit to get right to them, to get your music, your art, whatever, whatever it is. You know, there's right. so many things that, that kind of mm -hmm. encompass this whole um, entertainment sphere. Um, no one's in between you and your, your, your potential fans now. That's right. So, you know, and if, and, but the point is, if you're willing, you have to be willing to do all the work. You got to do it. You got to shoot all your videos. You got to do all your, your promos. You got to do all that stuff. That, that, that's on you. No one's going to do it for you. Um, the, the, there's no label. You are the label. Um, so I, I think more, more than anything, you know, when, especially when, when young folks approach me, when, when 
when I used to be out and about, you know, I would just tell them that. I was just like, look, it, the, it, it's, it's all in your hands, but you have to, you're going to have to do the work and, and shoulder, um, you know, you're going to get the, you know, you're going to get the cheers and the booze. That's right. um, but that's, uh, you know, and, and look, in, in, in your business page, I know people in, the, in the, the publishing business, you know, they started doing their own thing, putting yeah. their own books out. But you know, promoting themselves, you know, black, you know, black owned, black operated, and 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 that's, you know, that's best. And then what happens when it blows? You know, whoever wants to latch on at that time, well, you know, that's a whole different, that's a whole different price point. Right. You know what I mean? When you started, you was here, but but hold up now, we right. here. Yeah. So when you know when <clears throat> excuse me when Random House or when you know some big multi-platform entity wants to to wants to holler at at Paige Turner now. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not here. I'm here. That's right. So we got to do, you know, and, and, then, and then that's the point <clears throat> that you can make that decision at that point, if you want to link up with the establishment and right. if you feel like you, you're getting paid properly and you, you know, and it works to your benefit, you, you should do so or keep going. You can keep going. So um, the, the, there's, there's a freedom that didn't really exist uh, when we started, in my opinion. Well, you guys, I mean, have worked so hard and still continue to work that hard. And I think a lot of new artists now, they don't Not understand. <laughs> they don't understand how hard. We've been killing. <laughs> oh, not less right. Well, what have you been doing? We've been watching a whole lot of Netflix. <laughs> And but Chris, what are you doing to get ready to, for when COVID lifts? What, what's going to be the first thing you do when it's safe to go back out? Like after everybody goes out and contracts it again and we're still inside, maybe in three exactly. months. Oh, no, to, the, to, to your point, I, I don't think we're going to jump right out when they tell us it's cool to jump out. I know, you know I'm what not. I mean? I'm going to yeah. be like, all right, you know, holla at me. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I mean, even something as, you know, honestly, with, and particularly with, people being um, dissatisfied with um, the flow of information or the flow of misinformation mm -hmm. that we get. Mm -hmm. Now, if they come up, the government comes up and tells you that there's a vaccine, you want to be the first to take it? Absolutely. Would not. you be the first to take it? Absolutely. Would you, Jason Miller? Would you, <laughs> Natasha? Huh? Would you, Angela Williams, if that is your real name? You know what I'm saying? I was talking to my girl the other night. I was like, I was like, well, I wouldn't take it right out the box. Mm -mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, look, look who they, the controversy with flu shots over the past few years. I've never taken a flu shot. And I still don't get them. Because I never used to get the flu. I never get the flu. I said, what, what, what I need what to I take need a flu to... shot for? And so, then you hear about people take the flu shot. What's the first thing that happened? They get sick. Get the flu. <laughs> <laughs> so these dudes talking about, ah, we got the COVID. We got the COVID. We're like, all right. <laughs> You first. You get the COVID first. <laughs> After you, m'lady. <laughs> After you, m'majesty. <laughs> you bugging. I'm over here with this joint. <laughs> you got your vaccine. I got mine. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> I got Hennessy and weed. <laughs> it ain't going to kill me. <laughs> Oh, like, and so does Mona no, Lisa be like. Yeah, so I don't know, you know, to, to, your, to your point, to your question. I mean, I don't know. And, and like I said, 
um, we, I think we all, in all our given professions and the things that we do for a living and just the way we live our lives and interact with our friends and family, it's not going to be the same. Even when they tell us it's cool and they tell you the coast is clear, I, I don't understand, I, I can't imagine that it, it would be the, the same, you know? So, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll adapt. You know, we all, you know, we always have, um, yeah. we'll adapt. We'll adapt. So I have a couple more questions. This has been very fun and entertaining. You know what? You dropped some gems, though. Like, you know, I always see the funny, you know, always moving and shaking side of kids, you know, right. just fresh off the stage. But you have, I mean, you would have to for as long as you've been in this business and the staple and the legend that you've created yourself and your group to be, you know, have all of this information to share and drop on us. I really appreciate that. But there's one thing I do want to know. Um, for me, well, let me say that. Well, you grew up in New York, so it's a little bit different. I grew up out here in LA. But how did you, how did you start in hip hop? You know, you're this, you know, the light skinned cat, biracial in New York. You know, but you could flow and you had rhymes. Yeah. How did you start? How where did you find your love for hip hop? And how did how did people like? Because back in the day, you know, there was a different uh, color coding that was in style, right? So we didn't always get taken seriously. <laughs> but how did you start? Where did your love for hip hop come from? And how did you get on stage? You know, I, I've always been, um, uh, you know, I was, I was an English major in college. You know, when I was young, I was, I was a big reader. I was the only child. So, I, you know, I spent a lot of time uh, by myself watching television and reading a lot of books and stuff. And I kind of gravitated toward English, English literature, poetry, and stuff like that. And I was always a big, you know, um, you know, kind of music buff as well. You know, when my um, early on when it was just me and uh, me and my mother, you know, it was always music, you know, in the house, and and you know, I'm jumping around doing this and that. But there was something about hip hop when I was like 13 or 14. I was like um, going into um, Going into high school, um, I was I was going into uh, I went to the Bronx High School of Science. So I was I was a freshman in Bronx Science, and that's when hip hop started popping. And there was just something about it that really just uh, I, I gravitated toward uh, the the wordplay of the MCs in particular. You know, um, everybody back in those days kind of tried their hand at at everything. Like you know, you want to be a DJ, you want to be a rapper, you want to be an MC. You know, were you a dancer? You know, could you mm -hmm. could you tag? Those are kind of the elements of, of the hip hop game uh, back then. And you know, I was terrible at everything except rapping, except you know, rhyming. You know, writing rhymes, and and I was I was good at that. And um, I don't know, it was just it, it was just a wonderful time. Like um, you know, we would get these these um, these mixtapes, and um, you know, I would I would listen to them like like they were sermons. You know what I mean? Wow. The way Play would listen to a sermon. You know, I would listen to you know mm -hmm. Melly Mel. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, and and it was just like you know you find just dust on the unemployment line. You find just dust working from dawn to dusk. There's no justice. It's on just us. I'm like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you know. You know all of the all of the classics, and yeah. and so I, I gravitated toward that, and I um I'm you know I'm I'm so glad I wasn't good at anything else. <laughs> <laughs> um, but once again, I think what worked um, 
uh, ultimately was the fact that that Play and I could team together. That, that and that made us that made us stronger. We, you know, I don't think we would have been as strong individually back then as we were collectively. And you know that, and that was a cool thing. You know, that was a cool thing too. You know, what I'm saying you, you know, you, you get to you get to try to scale this mountain with your homeboy. You know, which right. is I'm was, was a lot easier than trying to do it yourself. yourself. So, um, look, I still love hip hop. I listen to so many new artists all the time. I'm always, you know, they reach out to me. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I reach back out to them. Uh, you know, they a lot of times they want to um, they want to honor us, but sometimes you know you know it gets a little misplaced. You know what I mean? One time these these youngins they hit me up. They're like, "Yo, man, you got this song called Kid and Play, and uh, you know you know we think maybe you want to jump on it." I was like, "All right, you know, send it to me, man." You know, so the dude they send the song, and then they get to the chorus and they like. You what you say? We ain't gonna play. We tag team broads. That's that kid in play. You what? You what? You know what I'm saying? You said what? We tag team broads. That's that kid in play. I was like, uh, uh. Yeah, no. That's what kid in play means, y'all. Like. Kid and play means yo, know, you and your homeboy having sex with with one girl. I'm like, no, <laughs> like no, you can't, no, you can't use no. I said you'll no, never get played. That's important. That's, that's an important sure. tip because you have to protect your brand at all costs, no matter who wants to come in and you know where they may be on the top ten or twenty or fifty. You have to protect your brand because that will ruin. Oh, well, look, the, the, the youngins, but this is the thing. I had to look at it two different ways. L number one, you're right. I, it, I would never, we would never participate in that. You know what I'm saying? Because that, that, that ain't us, that how, how we would roll. But I have, to, I have to understand what they were trying to say. Now, what, what, you know what I'm saying? Like, to me, what I found is, and, and this is in other aspects as well, when people come up, to, come up to me and be like, yo, man, me and my homeboy, man, when we was coming up, they used to call us kid and play. And what that means is, outside of the, you know, the sexual aspect of it, they was trying to kick, what that means is, when people call you kid and play, that means y'all are tight. That means there's a friendship. That means y'all are down. There's loyalty. People say stuff like they say, oh, man, don't, don't try to get between them two. Say, them niggas tight like kid and play. Like, don't, uh-uh. Right. Don't, don't, uh-uh. They kick it like kid and play. Like, don't mean, so that's what, you know, that's what I took from it. Like, it was funny. I was like, ah, I was like, nah, man, you know, we can't do that song. But <laughs> looking further into it, I was like, all right, I hear what he's saying. He said, yo, man, him and his man ski, they, they that tight, you know? Right. <laughs> I was like, all right. I said, me and play was never that tight, but all right, you know, do you. <laughs> I said, do you. I said, good, that'd be, that'd be something. You fine, you fine. You find one woman out there say, I had sex with kid and play. I was like, what? Well, okay. <laughs> she, well, I don't think she out there. I don't think she out there, but. <laughs> well, listen. I've had fun. Um, I know that you're probably ready to go and relax because it's nine, ten o'clock. You're ready for your PM. Now I'm shoot. I'm up now. Now you got to be ready up. to go. All right. Yeah. Now I'm, yeah, now I'm gonna go. Now I'm gonna go listen to D Nice for the next eight hours. <laughs> and that's been brilliant. That has been brilliant. Yeah. Let me see. Does anybody have any questions for Kid? I mean, we have a legend on the line right now, you guys. He has dropped so many nuggets um, on us right now. I love that you said 
during this time, especially we forget who we are and what we're made of. And that we started this without social media, without all of this, you know, super hype around. I mean, this was literally built from the ground up what you and play have done. And from the, and what you have done and what you have done. How about that? You know what I'm saying? How about that? You know what I'm saying? So this is, this is a, this is a pivot moment right now. We have to pivot. And I know in the short term, you know, you start thinking. I mean, you start, you know, numbers start throwing, going through your head. Like, all right, you know, all right. All right, yeah. all right. <laughs> um, but, and you have to, obviously, you have to think short term. And then again, I think you have to think long term. So when this passes, what, how can we operate? How can you operate on, on, on this new landscape? Because it's not mm -hmm. going to be the same. Right. It's not going to be the same. That's brilliant. Does anyone have any questions from Mr. Christopher? Kid. Yeah, you don't have a, a question, Natasha Locklayer. <laughs> that is your real name. Natasha has a question. I know she does. Oh, hold on, Natasha. We can't hear you. Natasha. Yeah, put, her, put her in the mix. Let me see. Natasha. Natasha. Yeah, we can't hear talking. you. You're talking, but we can't hear you. Let's try somebody else. Let's see. Shivani. What you doing, Shivani? Shivani, you know, he, he ain't What's up, y'all? What's up, Shivani? It's my boy. <laughs> Who are you? You're my favorite people. <laughs> where, your, where, your, where, your, where your picture at? Oh, you I know we need to see your face, Shivani. You looking real Dropping cool on the Shivani's in his drawers. That's what I'm <laughs> she knows way too early for me. <laughs> <laughs> Why in the world I would ask industry vets to get on at 10 a.m.? I'm gonna rethink it next time. That's true. I didn't no, think no, it was good. This is the time, though. This is the time to go get it. Definitely in this season we're in, you need to figure about new ways to get the worm. You know what I mean? Yeah, we do. That's so, what are some of the new ways you can you can um, drop on on our uh, people this morning? Well, I mean, I think right now, you know, because everything is still up in the air, uh, everything is day to day. But I think instead of worrying about what's happening right now, I think, you know, you guys are correct to think about the future. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it's, it's almost like we should just look at it as a shuffling of the deck, new opportunity to claim territory. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's, that's yeah. good right there. Mm -hmm. opportunity to claim territory and we can claim now territories that we maybe didn't think about before because we're in a space where we have to have new ideas and really tap deeper into our creative genius and people need content i mean i'm oh, almost yeah. netflix shows you know i'm like all right I, I watched all of ozark and i'm almost finished with little fires and <laughs> right. what's next you know, right. i, I want to be helen on ozark or wendy somebody but you know but which, what's next one? you want to be you want to be the white you trying to be the white yeah, yeah. no but think about it though Paige. i mean the new the new tools the new delivery systems that you know we've been getting used to people have been doing it for likes and and all of that kind of stuff in the past but i think there's going to be you know i think we're all going to find new meaning in social media tools you know what i'm saying yeah. a lot of people a lot of people wanted to hate on instagram remember myspace and all of that, you know yep. what I'm saying? But look, look where we are now. You, yep. you know, look without those things, you know, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing right now. So <laughs> it's just how to monetize it is the question. You know what I'm saying? The question. You know, monetize. But, 
That's a new that's a new record me and Shivani gonna make. You guys are gonna fly while you're with us. Dance no, get the numbers up. We get the numbers up on these on these on these uh you know Zoom uh, casts and stuff like that. And for sure, advertisers, that's where you know, that's where the money's gonna be in advertisement. Yeah. You know, but but we have the freedom of using these new tools. So yeah, it's exciting. I, I'm excited. I mean, I I was driving myself crazy, so I was like, why not do this? Chris, let me see. Felicia Lockhart said, Mr. Reed. Hmm, so formal. How did oh. you stop overanalyzing a thought or an idea? And what measures what measures did you take to regain focus and refuel your instincts? Ooh. Wow, that's that's sounds... let's start with the first one. How did you? Yeah, that sounds, like, that sounds like a Shivani. That sounds like a Shivani question. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I have yeah, two legends I mean, on here, so why not? No, I think, but at, but uh, I I think I mentioned it earlier, and and I and I think Shivani shares some of this um some of these feelings. Um, you can overanalyze stuff. You know, what I mean, as as creative people, you know, if it's a song or it's a, a, a you know it's a, a a bunch of jokes that are that are working toward a point. Um, you know, a lot of times, I mean, it's almost like having a record and, and you don't, you know, you, you're scared to put it out. You're kind of, mm. you know, checking, checking which way the wind is blowing. And, and sometimes you just have to be like, hey, look, look, this is, you know, this is what I feel. Everybody's not doing this right now. But this is what I this is what I feel like. I mean, like I said, it goes back to to the the way the way we wore our hair back then, the way we danced, the way we rocked. I mean, to be honest, the, the cats that come out today, you know, no disrespect, but they come out saying, "Look like us, be like us, dance like us, be us like us." Honestly, when we were doing it back in the days, we were like, "Don't do this. Like what we're doing, do not do this." we're the cool kid we we look like this we dance like this and it was just i mean not that, not that that was you know the smartest thing to do but that's just how we felt we were just like yo we this we're, we're the only kids that are cool enough to do this stuff and live this life and talk this lingo don't talk like us don't dress like us don't rock your hair like us don't dance like us and but with maybe with that innocent arrogance mm -hmm. people people copied us you know people they they did just the opposite they were like they did everything just like us right. all over the globe and yeah. thankfully don't get me wrong but i'm just saying our initial attitude was like you know what even if if if, if my crew is the only people that think what we're doing is good that's fine right it's good enough for me we're we're, right. con we're confident and obviously at that time we didn't know that it could 30 years later i'd be sitting there talking talking to a a uh, you know, computer. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, but, <laughs> right. but but here we are, and and I and I think that's that same um, innocent arrogance, innocent fearlessness that we have to take moving forward. You know, get back to that guy. I, I, I all the time when I'm sitting here by myself, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about you know, 22 year old kid, a 22 year old kid wasn't scared of anything wow. he was like what he was like whatever you're like what you know what yeah, right whatever let's do it let's try it let's look like this let's dance like this let's get down like this yeah let's go to every hip-hop party in new york city till five in the morning where there's where there's shootouts every weekend every week was a shootout 
Right. We go back every week. Because we're like, I'm like, you know, I'm like Muhammad Ali. Like, I must be the greatest. I'm 22. I'm so pretty. I'm, you know, I'm going right. to live forever. Right. Um, right. So, and, that, and that person is still in here. Yeah. It's still in, it's still in all of us. We just got to tap back into that. Um, and, you know, not the, not the, the, not the recklessness right. of, of a younger you, but the, but the fearlessness, Absolutely. The, the, you know, the, the emotion and the passion, right. You know, we lose that sometimes we go, we get, we get safe, we get older, we get safe, you know, we're trying to, you know, we counting how much, you know, you know what I mean? We counting and, yeah. and, and when we were young, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? When we, yeah. we, you get older, we be counting. You count well, how much you do, this, how much that. That we have to move past that and just launch. I always tell people, just do it, you know, because you don't need everybody in the world to like it. You just need your committed community and just let that grow organically. Because if you don't do it, whatever thought or idea you have, somebody else is going to, I promise you that. And you'll be like, dang, I had that idea first, but you got scared and stuck and a stuck mind does nothing. I think Natasha's uh, uh, audio should be working now. Did we get we got Natasha right? Natasha. Yeah, something happened to my computer earlier. Okay. Um, hello, everyone. Hi, Mr. Reed. Um, so I guess when you I mean you've been doing this for 30 years. What would you say is your biggest success for your longevity? Wow. Oh goodness. <laughs> um that's good. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know that it's one kind of thing. Um, like I said, I think it goes back to, um, you know, the union of playing myself, you know, just being very comfortable and natural and creative and productive in and of itself. Like, you know, people don't understand. They put people together all the time, especially in movies and stuff like that. But I mean, we grew up together. Like we, we knew each other intimately and, and um, that I think that was a um, a bond that we had. It was a similar bond that Salt and Pepper had. Like they were actually they were girlfriends. Like they they were homegirls. You yeah. know, we were homeboys. And I think um, early on, uh, our producer and manager Herbie Lovebug was kind of able to tap into that. You know, it was about fun. And I, and then as I said earlier, timing is everything. You know, had we come out a few years earlier or a few years later, maybe we wouldn't have have had the same kind of impact. But it was, it felt in, in a time when rap itself was trying to transition and trying to cross over and broaden it, its, its horizons and, and go more mainstream. You know, we felt, you know, we were a, a good vehicle to, to help do that. You know, there were artists like that, they were like, like, like uh, you know, Jazzy Jeff from Fresh Prince, you know, like, like Hammer. Um, you know, certain, see, certain groups were able to, to just kind of um, crossover without looking like we were crossing over. And, and then I think it, the same kind of vibe and that energy, uh, the friendship and all that stuff kind of translated it, into the movies. I think that's what Reggie saw uh, when he cast us in House Party. You know, he was a big fan of ours, our music and our videos. And he, he felt like uh, that it could translate um, uh, within the film. And uh, he was, uh, boy, was he right. <laughs> he was he was absolutely right. The three and a half, almost four decades right. Here's another question. Um, this, is, um, this is a hard question. Give any advice or resources for creative, autistic young adults? Ooh. Yeah. That's a great question. Yeah. That I do not, Lana. that I do not have an answer for. But I will say this. Um, 
a, a great a friend of mine from over the years and uh, my, my wonderful co-star from House Party, Tisha Campbell, she, uh, she has dealt with that over the years and she is a, an expert on that in terms of uh, raising an autistic uh, a child and just keeping all options in life open. Um, you know, it was my understanding that um, the young man was growing up and he was really into animals and zoology. So, you know, that was his lane and what he was, you know, jumping into. And, you know, as, a, as the great mother and, you know, uh, parents that, that, that they were, they made all those options available. Um, you know, ha not having specific uh, 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 experience with, with an autistic child, um, you know, I couldn't speak to it specifically. But look, just, just in terms of my own children that are, that are adults now, you know, I don't think we ever really tried to push them into anything. You know, we just tried to see like, hey, you know, like, hey, like, you know, what are you into? You know, are you into this? You're into that? And, you know, I have all, three of my children all got into three different things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but they're all, they're, they're happy and healthy and they're doing, you know, what they want to do. Mm -hmm. So, I, you know, I think, you know, autistic or not, uh, I think it's just about... Exposure. Exposure and and you know obviously look obviously discipline and boundaries and 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 um, uh, you know holding people accountable and children accountable all of that stuff yeah. um, uh, is it, you know is a part of it and they're gonna you know these and first of all these kids they're just so much more exposed to all so many things than we were you know what I mean just because of technology yeah. just the way the world is they're gonna they're gonna hit on stuff that they like and they might not stick with it. You know, my kids went through a gang of stuff. Like, you know, one year, you know, one year my youngest, she wanna be a hip hop dancer. She's so she got and I'm like, oh God, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh God, she's gonna be you know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh God, she's gonna be in the videos. Oh I said, is this this is my revenge for being a, a rapper, you know what I mean? Okay, my daughter gonna be in the videos, you know what I mean? And I'm like, oh God. But she 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 got out of that. Then she started she wanted to play basketball for a while. Then then she didn't want to do that. Then she you know then she ended up what she wanted to do, you know, studying to be an engineer. She was she was a there was a nerd underneath there all along. And, you know, and that's what she's, you know what I mean? Thank God, you know. <laughs> Well, you Lana, that. that question. Thank you, Lana, for that question. Thank you. That yeah, thank good. you. Well, that's good. Listen, my friend. Yeah, you know, and they all, you know, they turn, you know, and, yeah, I mean, but, you know, what can you do? Like, look, trust me, when I was, when I was growing up and I was trying to do all this hip hop stuff, you know, my immigrant Jamaican father, he, you know, he didn't, what, what, you know, he didn't know nothing about none of this. And it all seemed like foolishness to him. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know, he's like, this yoga, yoga music. I don't like it. <laughs> you know that baby beat me constantly, just try to, but you know, he couldn't beat it out of me. So he couldn't like, I beat him. <laughs> <laughs> beat him all the time. And he still won't go to the party. <laughs> <laughs> but then he started to kind of check it out, figure it out. And he was like, all right, you know, and then down the line, you know what I mean? I'm famous, you know, I come back, I buy him a car, you know? He's like, I always believed in you. <laughs> <laughs> Why you beat it? You beat me. I was like, what? He said, I always believed in you. I love the hair. Give me the black, give me the black Lexus with the leather interior. I'm like, what? I was like, uh-uh. That's, that's, that's revisionist history, man. <laughs> Well, listen. Thank you. you. Yeah, let's do this. Let's do this again, Paige. We're gonna you, you do it again. 
I appreciate one thing I appreciate about you is that you're going to be authentically you no matter where you are, no matter where you go. And I appreciate that because there's not going to be any fraudulence coming from kid at all. I appreciate you so much. He has no filter. Look at him. He's, he's trying to hold it right now. <laughs> are you, you still, you still, you still uh, in, in the middle of the country? Wasn't that where you were? I was. No, I came you back to, to LA. I moved back. Oh, did Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. All right. All right, neighbor. <laughs> came on back. I'll be out in West Hollywood to see you when this lifts and I'll buy you a drink. Oh, wow. I'll have a Kahlua right. or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'll meet you. I'll meet you outside of rage. <laughs> <laughs> outside. Outside of rage. <laughs> We're not going inside anywhere. <laughs> not without my girlfriend. No. Uh uh. Not without my girlfriend. <laughs> no, no, she of course or my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. No. I walk, I walk you. West Hollywood. I walk West Hollywood with my girlfriend hand like this up there. <laughs> I'm taken. That's right. And I no know she me. doesn't play. No I know she no. Play. <laughs> You're a mess. You're a mess. But thank you, my friend. I appreciate you. That's what's up. Being your authentic self, dropping those nuggets. I mean, I love I wrote down so many things that you said. We're gonna this post this on my YouTube page. Hey. And let me let me let me mention this real quick, Paige. Um, yep. We're getting ready to start up. I've been watching, obviously, what you've been doing and what all the other great artists have been doing in this new kind of space. Uh, and we're getting ready to launch uh, Kid and Blaze TV soon. And yep. I would love to have you on, uh, you know, to to you know to speak to all your your expertise and and experience. Uh, it's it's Kid and Blaze TV is going to be you know a little bit about everything. It's a little bit about music. It's a little bit about uh, what's going on today? It's a little bit about the entertainment world. It's a little bit about everything. You know, blaze doesn't necessarily always mean you know blazing and smoking. You know, right. blaze means you can blaze somebody's thoughts and, and and spark some brain cells and get people thinking about the things they need to. Blaze is also in terms of blazing trails. These new trails on this new landscape that we all have to navigate to. So. I would I love, love to have be a, be a part of it. You know, we'll we'll be launching it very very soon. Kid and Blaze TV. I'm excited. You guys can follow Kid on Instagram. He's um, Kid from Kid and Kid in Play. Um, that's his handle on Instagram. And uh, we'll be following you. We'll be looking for Kid and uh, Blaze. I can't wait. I'll definitely take part of that. Thank you very much. No, I'm gonna keep in. I'm gonna keep in the loop. You know what I'm saying? And I, I appreciate. I appreciate your time. Oh my! All right, my, my, big shout out. My girlfriend was watching. My daughter's. My daughter's looking at me right now, very disapprovingly. You know, I'm sure. I'm sure I'm gonna get the review afterwards. Oh, you were bomb. You were bomb. Oh, I man. appreciate you. I'm kid. telling you, man. Your own kid. Your kids. The kids will never figure out how cool you are. You know, until <laughs> you till you're like on until you like on your deathbed. You be on right. your deathbed. Like, uh, Dad, I didn't know you did all that. Oh, is that Christina? I love you. I'm pretty. Pretty. My oh, daughter, Christina, say hello. You're so pretty. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I've just oh, been God. watching you guys. Oh, how old am I? I'm 25. Hey, girl. You I'm guys did great. No, there was no disapproving anything. You guys were so great. And awesome questions too. Nah, she's gonna say that now. I get the. No, no, this was this was this was actually very good. I get Christina after dark unfiltered. No, this was awesome. Awesome questions asked. Awesome discussion. Well, thank you. 
look, she's like, look, that's that's just like my, I told you, my father, I always believed in you. She's lying. She lied. She lied. <laughs> you know, the, read, the reads lie. We lie. <laughs> Reads lie. Not me. That's, that's going to be my new comedy special. Reads lie. The reads lie. lie. all the time. You're I lie all the time. Thank well, you. thank you, Christina, for joining us, too. Thank you. I appreciate of that. Of course, of course. All right, kid. It's time. All right. Thank you for being right. on Breakfast and Garages. I appreciate you so much. Bye, y'all.